Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Not Gonna Lie podcast presented by Student Union Sports. The first Sunday without football is coming and gone. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a long time. Make no mistake about it. But fortunately, we got a lot to talk about this week. We got Fred Goodman on the podcast, making his podcast debut. Very excited. We had a great conversation talking about Russell Wilson, talking about the quarterbacks in the draft, talking about his Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot that we covered in a short amount of time, but it was great and a great way to kick off the first week without football. Let's give it a listen. We now welcome on a very special guest. Uh, it's Fred Goodman. Fred, thank you so much for taking the time to to join us. Yeah, man, super excited. This is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Kind of think I started my own podcast. Eventually, kind of inspired me a bit. Okay, all right. Wait, so is this your? Are you making your podcast debut today? Is that what's going on? Uh, I absolutely am. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm honored. I'm glad that you can do it on Not Gonna Lie podcast, uh, and it's gonna be. It's going to be a good show because there is, although we're, you know, a week away from the Super Bowl, we are not without excitement and drama. Maybe it's not happening on the field, but a lot of it is happening off the field. So the first, the first place I want to start is with a guy who's been in the news a lot recently, um, uh, showing his displeasures, Russell Wilson. So he went on the Dan Patrick show early uh, last week and was basically saying that, you know, he wants to be involved in in the personnel decision-making. And he looked at what Tom Brady did with Tampa Bay. And he says, you know, why can't, why can't I do something like that? Uh, and then it comes out that the Seahawks management weren't happy with him being unhappy. Uh, and then the GQ article comes out. And so it's just kind of like this media blitz that we saw, I think it was a couple years ago when he was trying to get his extension, trying to get paid, went on, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel and was talking about stuff like that. Uh, in your best guess, is this Russell Wilson's effort to basically say, you know what, I want out of Seattle? Or is he just saying we need to make a couple of tweaks and then run it back? I think he's saying we need to make a couple of tweaks and run it back. I can't see. I mean, Seattle the, is Russell Wilson. Like the Seahawks, they are him. They're tough. They um, pull it out in the last minute of the game. Like since the Legion of Boom fell apart, like the only identity the Seahawks have is Russell Wilson. And I think that him leaving would just, I mean, obviously he's a great quarterback, so he's going to be successful anywhere. But I think if Seattle let him go, like that would be worse than throwing the ball on the goal line against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Like, I can't see how they recover from that. I really can't. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting discussion because we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. The Seahawks hit an incredible amount of draft picks in the early 2010s. You know, they, they put together the Legion of Boom. They drafted Russell Wilson. They had all of these pieces. And then since like 2014, I mean, they've just been swinging and missing. You know, people talk about they're not yeah. focusing on the offensive line. I think they've drafted like 15 offensive linemen since 2013. They just can't seem to get guys that are consistent and, and, and stay in that line. And I understand his frustration. I mean, you look at the Rams game. He was, he was you know, he had almost no oh time gosh, to throw yeah. He had a one and a half yeah. seconds before he was either hit or uh, he had to let go of the ball. And um, I think, you know, it, it's worth noting this GQ article that came out too. Um, and this is an interesting wrinkle. I, I don't think Ciara actually likes Seattle. Like they, they talked about it a little bit in the article and it was like the way that she brought up, hang on, let me pull it up. I've got the, I screenshotted the little piece right there. Um, but it does not sound like she is a big fan of the place. <laughs> 
Uh, and you know, maybe, maybe that factors into it. So, uh, here we go. So she talks about, it says, then she was, uh, let's see, Seattle was, is a long way weather-wise and energy-wise from Atlanta where she first became famous quote, there's not as near as much sunshine and a lot more rain. Sierra says, but she says, quote, it's just the beautiful raw nature, uh, here is really beautiful. And I've had way more lake experiences. Like that doesn't sound like somebody who's like, man, Seattle's a great place. I love it's like, yeah. I've been to the lake, you know, I, that, that was kind of fun. And I yeah. understand Seattle's not for everybody, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we hear, you know, that it was Giselle with Tom Brady. They kind of had like yeah. a little rift with the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, is there a chance that Ciara's maybe like pulling for a, a, a place away? I mean, I'm sure she would love to be like, you know, down in Florida or Atlanta in the California sunshine because she is a music artist and that's where her big uh, market is. And also they own, you know, a couple of fashion businesses together. So I'm sure being down there would definitely boost uh, that kind of revenue and that exposure. But I don't know, man. I would, you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, I think that the, I think the wise decision would be to stick it out in Seattle because they they've been close. Like, each of the last like four years. I mean, I remember against, what was it? Two years ago now against Dallas when they went down there and ran the ball for three and a half quarters and finally started throwing it and started to come back in that game, but they just didn't have a kicker to do anything for them. So I just think, yeah, they just need, they, I think he needs to stick it out. I think Seattle will figure it out. I think they should look to free agency instead of um, uh, the draft because they've been pretty successful in free agency. Like they, um, I can't remember the the, the the lineman's name now, but they, tra- they traded for one from Houston who put in a good shift for them a couple of years back and they traded for Carlos Dunlap. They got Jadavia and Clowney who both did really well while they were there. And so I think they should look for avenues like that instead of, and Jamal Adams, an- another big pickup. I just think they need to work on that secondary and offensive line. Yeah. The big concern I think for me is you look at, you know, they gave up two first round picks for Jamal Adams. So like you said, I mean, they can't even really get a high value guy. You know, they have to hit a guy later on in the draft, but it's coming to be a salary cap crunch because Jamal yeah. Adams wants to get paid and they can't simply let him walk after giving up two first round picks no, for him. There's no uh, way. So it's, it's just this weird combination of things where, you know, I think you're right. And obviously, like you said, Russ is Seattle. Like they love him there. He loves them there. Um, there's no way that, that, that he could leave, but I feel like in the back of his mind, he's looking at, you know, looking at what Tom Brady did and basically got to pick his spot. And that Bucks team yeah. was ready to receive a quarterback, you know, like yes, going I into, was, I was shocked, honestly, <laughs> go, shocked. going into this off season. I think there are teams that are ready to receive a quarterback. I mean, my Colts, this is a big off season for them. And we'll talk about them a little later yeah. in some of these quarterback carousel positions, but like there are, there are teams that are ready to go and they just need that, that one last piece. Um, and I think Russ looks at that and he says, I mean, Seattle's got a banged up offensive line. They've got a couple playmakers on defense, but they're not getting younger. You know, these guys are yeah, on the, the wrong side of their prime. And um, I mean, he's got great pass catching weapons, but yeah, it, it, I'm sure he's looking at what Tom Brady did and said, you know, maybe, maybe there's something yeah. like that for me. I was talking with my roommate the other day. And since Russell Wilson has come into the league, he's been sacked a hundred more times than any other quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And if you want to play till 43, like the goat, you can't be getting sacked a hundred more times than any other quarterback. It's just not, it's not going to bode well for you in the end. Yeah. So we'll have to see what this, yeah, we'll have to see what this new offensive coordinator does. Um, I know he was involved in that process, but I'm hoping they call, because it's, it's part scheme too. It's part bad offensive line. Part of the time, they just try to hope that, that Russ does something magical, 
You know, they, yeah. they call these deep plays and it, and it doesn't always work out. Uh, so they have to let the play develop, but they need, you know, either the offensive line yeah. to do it or they need to adjust how they call their plays. Yeah. So it, it's I mean, going to be Russell Wilson. I'm, yeah. Go, back, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I, I, it's, it's going to be an interesting offseason, regardless for this mm-hmm. Seattle team, because the NFC West is so good. Like this is a loaded cast. 49ers yeah, getting healthy. Rams have Matthew Stafford and the Cardinals are are, are young and getting better. But like yeah. I, I said last week on the podcast, they might be the worst team in the NFC West. And that's not a slight to them because I think they're going to go 10 and six, but everybody yeah. else is just so good. Yeah. I had Russell Wilson on my fantasy team this year. And uh, I remember the turning point for him because they were like MVP MVP mm-hmm. was against Arizona when DK Metcalf hawked Buda Baker. He was playing so well. The deep ball was working. And then if you, you turn the ball over, three times in that game and since then he was just struggling the rest of the season and it was that offensive line that really let him down yeah so i'm interested to see what they do because if they stay stagnant they're basically falling behind because of the way that this division works so it's going to be interesting offseason for them another team it's going to be interesting offseason for is your jacksonville jaguar so trevor lawrence had the pro day on friday um, and then it's going to go get sh- uh, surgery on his non-throwing shoulder. Urban Meyer was there. They were all checking him out. I think the quarterbacks coach, the OC, everybody was there. Uh, I mean, I watched, I, I think I watched like the first 10 minutes of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, there's not really much that you can see. I mean, there were some, you know, there were some deep balls right in the pocket, like that you like to yeah. see, but at the end of the day, and the, the NFL is not just taking snaps from a guy and, and you know, one receiver, uh, running routes like it's it, there's a lot right. more to it but I mean it, it was good it was good yeah you know I'm definitely excited I so last year it was you know tank for Tua and then you know Gardner Minshew played really well um got us you know it's not the most ideal I think he drafted ninth last year and so you know week one we played Indianapolis we won and I was like oh my goodness gracious this is <laughs> not gonna happen again and then somehow we was lost 15 straight and you know Trevor's coming to town but I'm really excited um I like Urban Meyer. Like I'm a I'm a Florida guy, so I'm a Florida fan. Loved him at, at Florida. Supported him at Ohio State. But I just don't know how long he'll last because every time he goes to a team, he leaves because of health reasons and stuff like that. And three to four years, you know, he's I don't know what kind of health reasons they are, but he ends up you know backing down. So I just hope that it's a good situation for him and Trevor in Jacksonville, and we can become the next Brady and Belichick. You know. Yeah, I I was I was thinking about it, and you know, this move from college to football. Um, I was like, some, some guys aren't built to do that. Right. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of what is happening in Jacksonville has kind of a, a college feel to it. Right. Like they've got a lot of money. Uh, so therefore recruiting is playing a, a, its part, yeah, you know, whether definitely. it's convincing guys to come out here. Um, and, and we talked about before you went on uh, or before he came on, the, the culture is, is something that's an issue. Like you've got Yannick and yeah. talking with the, the owner's son and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, going back and forth on social media. And then the whole issue with Tom Coughlin. I mean, this is a group that, that needs a facelift bad. Definitely. Yeah. I remember after we uh, got our hearts broken in new England and uh, I all that, started, all that stuff about Tom Coughlin started coming out and it was clearly this cultural problem in Jacksonville with, you know, Lennon Fournette and Unique and And then um, Urban Meyer comes in and he hires the strength and conditioning coach from Iowa. And I saw it and I was like, wasn't that the guy that got fired because they, he was being a racist or something like mm-hmm. that. And then a couple of days later, the guy resigned. And I'm like, like, it's not, a, it's not, off, not off to a great start. You're not off to a great start in, uh, in Jacksonville. Cause especially, you know, in 2020, 2020, 2021, you, you got to be hypersensitive exactly. about that kind of stuff. It can't bring on somebody like that. So, yeah, I mean, I it's, hope that's just, you know, a little blip and that we move forward from that. 
Yeah. I mean, you have to, you know, you're, you're taking a step forward for a group that's had so many issues in the past. Like, like you said, you got to hit it out of the park. And this was a move that it wasn't like, you know, stuff came out later or it was like, you know, a conversation that had to be like, everybody knew we were all aware. And from the jump, it was like, why did you hire this guy? You know, so that, that was definitely a a weird question mark, but yeah, like you said, hopefully it's just a, a, a little pass and they're, they're moving on to, to, to better things, but in this offseason, I mean, it's it's a big one because like like mm-hmm. you said, you've got the number one pick, but you also have a lot of money that, that's yeah. going into uh, hopefully some good free agents. So is there a specific need you think the team should be focusing on uh, and, and kind of targeting whether it is through the draft or through free agency? Yeah, so there's definitely stuff we should – what frustrates me, frustrates me is that the draft comes before free agency. I would mm-hmm. like for it to be flip-flopped, but – uh, we have a $77 million in cap space. So we can do a lot. Cam Robinson, our left tackle, is a guy we think we need to bring back. He has been a little bit inconsistent since he tore his ACL, I think his rookie year. But I think he could be a solid left tackle, maybe switch shift it over to right tackle. Um, we need to, in the draft, we need to tar- target the O-line for sure. Um, a tight end, because we drafted a tight end last year, John Oliver. He hasn't played like more than two games. He's been hurt the whole time. And then we also need safeties and corners. Uh, we drafted CJ Henderson from Florida last year, but he's been a little iffy. Mm-hmm. Getting to- I, every time I turn on the game, he's getting toasted by somebody. So I'm like, come on. Like you're the ninth pick and you, you're just, you're falling down every time someone runs by you. That's not what we like to see. Mm-hmm. But no, there's a, there's a lot of free agents this year that could help us out. We got Trent Williams in San Francisco, who's a free agent this year. Uh, Corey Davis up in Tennessee would be a good pickup at wide receiver because I'm not sure DJ Chark is the number one. He, I mean, he could be, but yeah. I think we need to pair him alongside somebody. I could see uh, Will Fuller from Houston coming for a bargain after his, you know, little PED scandal. Uh, maybe uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, Corey Davis. And then, then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Malik Hooker from uh, Indy, who uh, is, I think he's going to be a free agent this year. Yeah, he hasn't been yeah, super consistent, but maybe he just needs a new change of scenery. Uh, there's also Marcus Williams from down in, uh, you know, there was a, uh, the Hail New Mary in, uh, in New Orleans yeah. with the guy who was victimized by Stephon Diggs oh. in that playoff <laughs> game. <laughs> and then on the D line, there's Leonard Williams uh, from, uh, I think he's from the Giants now. Yeah, Giants. Defensive mm-hmm. interior. And then Shaq Barrett from the Super Bowl winning Bucks could be a, could be somebody that we could snag. Yeah. I mean, that's the nice we thing. We were in Saxonville, but yeah. not anymore. That's the nice, like whenever I play Madden, uh, you know, going into franchise, I always love picking the teams that have a lot of holes. Right. Cause it's, yeah. it's fun, but like in the NFL, when you're rooting for that team, it's tough. Cause it's, it's a lot easier in Madden to hit on those picks than it is, or those, the free agency that it is, Definitely. you know, the NFL. So it's like, we've got a lot of ways we can go, but like, that's mm-hmm. because we have a lot of things that we, a lot of holes that we need to fill, but yeah, no, you, you could take Malik Cooker. We don't, we don't need him. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he'll play, he'll play like six games a, a season for you yeah. or something like that. So uh, just, just keep that in mind, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. The culture in the same boat, a lot of, a lot of, uh, 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 draft capital, a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. free agency money that they can spend. Uh, but the biggest thing for them is quarterback. Like you guys, you guys yeah. have the number one pick you're locked up there, but the Colts have a lot to figure out. Uh, but there are a couple, a couple of quarterbacks that are on the market still a couple of, yeah. of top level guys. So, uh, this quarterback carousel is going to be a, a, a big deal. So we've got a couple of guys here and I threw Russell Wilson in, uh, just, just because, but mm-hmm. if they do, you know, cause there's, there's all these trade rumors between Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Um, and, and I mean, even Jameis Winston's going to be a free agent too, if he doesn't go back yeah. to New Orleans. So, uh, 
if they get traded, this is, you know, obviously a big if we're, we're going to talk about landing spots for some of these guys. So first up is Deshaun Watson. Now there are a couple places where I would like him to go personally. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he may not want to go to those places just because of, you know, whatever various reasons. Um, yeah. For me, the place that makes the most sense that kind of meets team need and, and uh, where he'd be interested is probably the 49ers, right? Yeah. I, you know, they have to give up a lot of capital uh, to, to make a move like that. But this is a team that, that has a defense that's ready to win a championship. They've got a lot of skill position guys um, and they're kind of approaching end of prime. Like their Super Bowl window is, is closing. Uh, but with yeah. Deshaun, it, it, it opens it up maybe a year or two more. Yeah. Um, I was actually reading something this morning. The Jets, I mean, the Jets, excuse me, the Niners. Um, they think that they can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I personally, I don't. But it would that trade would make sense because, you know, it's contract for contract. The two have, they both have massive contracts. And then obviously you have to give some picks for Deshaun. But if I was going to, if I was going to move Deshaun, I'd probably, I think I'd send it to the Jets. Mm. I think you send. I think you trade that that what is it number number two, two. Pick the Jets yeah have? number two I think you trade that pick along with Sam Donald to Houston and maybe another pick from a couple from you know 2022 and try to re, try to re, try to rebuild from there I think Deshaun Watson like he I mean he made Houston an immediate winner like when he got drafted mm-hmm. towards ACL he was tearing the league up and I think that he could he could make a difference in in New York I I think Robert Sala is going to solidify that that Jets defense and they have a lot of uh, cast base as well that they could get some guys maybe on a bargain mm-hmm. deals who want to play with Deshaun. Maybe you could snag Will Fuller back from the Texans because I mean he's going to be on the market and they have a good connection down there in Houston. But I think I think the Jets would be a good place for Deshaun. Yeah, I like that. And the the best part is that that this year is kind of I think the last deal uh, the last year before the deal goes into play. So he's only ten million dollars mm-hmm. against the cap. Exactly. So it's you still save a, a ton of that money. One fun spot that I don't think would happen, but it would just be mm-hmm. sick if it did, uh, is if Deshaun went to the Broncos. I think with all the offensive weapons that they have, I mean, you, Noah yeah. Fan, Jerry Judy, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Sutton. Gordon, yeah. uh, KJ Hamler, like that's just a loaded cast and you put in a top three quarterback that position. Like yeah. we're talking about an offense that can compete with the Chiefs, I think, in that division. You know, maybe I have to agree. like it, it, just the, the amount of points they can put on the board. But I mean, obviously there's a lot that still has to go right. Yeah. So uh, but think, that's just I a think dream. Drew Locke just needs a little bit more time. I mean, he played well for the first few games. He tried his shoulder. I think he just needs a little bit more time. And then I think I think he'll be all right. I think Drew Locke's gonna be. I was I was big on them coming into the season. I had the Broncos yeah. go to the playoffs 10 and 6. Uh Drew Locke was a little disappointing. I thought he had more, yeah. but I mean, obviously, like you know, like you said, there were some some injuries this year. Didn't have Cortland Sutton the whole year. So yeah. uh yeah. Didn't have a quarterback for one of the games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Kendall Hinton. Shout out Kendall Hinton, yeah. but uh, yeah, that, that would just be a fun one. I, I, I doubt it happens, but it would be cool. Uh, next quarterback is Carson Wentz. And now the report came out yesterday that the Colts offered two seconds. And this was the most that they got for Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm coming around on the idea. I think, you know, the, the Eagles take the cap hit. So we basically get them for four years, 98 million. I think that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And my biggest issue with him is, is you look at his mentality, right? So the uh the Packers Aaron Rodgers uh they drafted a quarterback instead of getting you know another weapon for him to add to the arsenal um or or maybe another playmaker on defense in the first round then he goes out and has an MVP level season elevates his play Mm -hmm. was incredible the whole year uh the the Eagles drafted quarterback in the second round Jalen Hurts uh and Carson Wentz just looks like struggling 
right? Like, yeah. like I'm concerned because playing the quarterback position is a tough mental job. As much as it is yeah. physical, as much as you have to have arm talent, you got to be in it. And I'm concerned that that he's the kind of guy that that can only play well if everything's going right. Now, keep in mind mm-hmm. with the Colts, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot to love. You know, I think a lot would go right if we had Carson Wentz. But that's a big concern of uh, that that I have of him that if he is put in a position where he faces any sort of adversity, he's going to crumble. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest thing with Carson Wentz. But I don't hate him being on the Colts. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, that's was is where exactly where I was saying Carson Wentz. I mean, the o, the O line has been dominant um, since they drafted Quentin Nelson. They've been absolutely dominant. They've got you know T Y Hilton. I think they should bring him back. They've got mm-hmm. uh, Pascal. Uh, yeah, Zach Pascal. Uh, number fourteen. They got my buddy Michael. That's right. Uh, in the slot, a um, couple good running backs. You know, I think Indianapolis would be the best spot for him. I think Philadelphia is just a bad team. They are bad. Mm-hmm. No offensive line. You, Greg Ward Jr., who was a quarterback at Houston, uh, can't even think of any other. Jalen Rager, yeah. Oh my God, they took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, yes. Well, and keep in mind they took JJ Ortega Whiteside before yeah. DK Metcalf the year before. Yeah, exactly. So they just swung exactly. and missed on two, like yeah. two so big wide a, receivers. It's just a bad organization right now. I think they should have cleaned house. I think they should have got rid of the GMs. They were right to get rid of Doug Peterson. But I think Carson Wentz also has to go now. Um, Jalen Hurts, I don't think he'll do anything in Philadelphia. I think they're going to be a bad team again next year. But I think it is time to move Carson Wentz and get whatever you can for him. I think yeah, I think he deserves I think a first is is that he was going to be an MVP had he not torn his ACL mm-hmm. against the Rams. And I think Carson Wentz with a good offensive line, Frank Reich, who came from Philadelphia when they won that Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I think that is the place for him to go. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's a first-round value, but I think this is the perfect time to buy low on him um, mm-hmm. just because of you know some of the issues. And, and that's what people don't know. Was it because the team was hurt? Was it because Carson Wentz is – you know, regress a little bit after that torn ACL. Yeah. Um, so there is a little bit of kind of a gray area, but I'm with you on Jalen Hurts. I think, you know, he had a couple of good games uh, right off the jump, but you look at it and he was making like, you know, these, these converting these fourth and 14 plays and like completed under 60% of his passes. Like he played great, but it was given the circumstances, but it's not like a, he's not your 16 game quarterback no. type of guy. Also when a team doesn't have film on you, except for college, yeah. like, you don't really know how to game plan against somebody. Mm-hmm. And within like, you know, two games seems to have his number. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it, it was a, it was a fun little run for a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, he almost yeah. won me a fantasy championship. I actually, um, <laughs> so I was playing in a league and I'll, I'll never do this again, but it was uh, mm-hmm. um, a week 17 league. So I had him oh. in, I had him in week 17. I was down four mm-hmm. points when they pulled them for Sudfeld. Oh my, I, I was watching that. I didn't know what was going on. I was yeah. like, what? I, I was shocked at that. It was, it, didn't it make was, any sense. yeah, it was interesting. I'll, um, yeah. you know, I mean, sometimes I, I, I get some stuff right, but I said right on yeah. the, the podcast after that, I was like, Doug Peterson's going to get fired because of like, you look at the way that they handled, like there was a play uh, when Sudfield was in at quarterback where nobody in the offensive line blocked. Like, I was like, this looks like a team that has like the coach that has lost the locker room. Yeah. And it was like, and that was yeah. it. But no, no greater casualty than my fantasy football team. I was four points away, and it was. I, w- I thought it was. That's I thought it was so golden. Tough. I thought I was yeah. golden, but th- that one's that one's going to stick with me. Never play week seventeen. Anyways, yeah. uh, moving on. Next quarterback, Sam Darnold. So I think this is another uh, another group that that could maybe uh, a quarterback that could go to the Colts. 
Um, maybe the 49ers. I mean, there's a, I just don't know because I think he's the type yeah. of guy that you got to put him in a good position, right? Like mm-hmm. he's going to, if he goes to another situation like the Jets, he, he's going to have a lost career, right? He's yeah. not going to be a, I think he's got talent. I think he makes two to three plays a game that make you say, wow, this guy's, this guy's good. Yeah. But he's not the type of player that can elevate a, a bottom mm-hmm. half of the league team into the top half. Yeah. Um, so I, I know earlier I said, you know, Deshaun for Donald on the first, but if I had to send Sam Donald to somewhere else with a better setup, I think Carolina could be mm. a good spot for him. Uh, they got Christian McCaffrey. They've got, you know, um, DJ Moore and then another receiver from Ohio State that they drafted who's pretty solid. And I think, like, they, I mean, Carolina looks decent in Teddy Bridgewater. I feel bad mm. for Teddy Bridgewater because he plays well everywhere he goes, but he just, you know, doesn't have that it thing that'll get you over the top. And I think Sam Donald could do that with Christian McCaffrey and some of those offensive weapons that they have. Mm-hmm. And then this can build through the draft on defense. But I think Sam Donald to Carolina could be a sneaky good option. Yeah. And and keep in mind Joe Brady too. I think he's a guy that yes, that LSU, is uh yes. yeah he's come out of come out of nowhere pretty much. He had mm-hmm. one year at LSU, one year at Carolina. I'm with you. I mean Teddy Bridgewater, you like the guy like he's a great locker room dude. But yeah. he's not a, I mean, he's like a, he's not a starting quarterback on a winning team. No, he's not. I, I actually want them to go out and get, if they don't get Darnold, I want them to go get Trey Lance. I think a year under Teddy Bridgewater with Joe Brady, like, I mean, Trey Lance is very special. Yeah. Like he's got mm-hmm. a lot of those tools and he could be really good. That's what, you know, they say a year under Teddy Bridgewater, but like, you know, how the NFL goes, like mm-hmm. you dropped a guy in the first round and everybody's like, we want to see him now. We want to see him now. And a lot of yeah. teams just aren't patient enough to do that. You'd, you'd hope teams are, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think, yeah, I think we'll if, see. I think they start with Teddy B and if they start yeah. winning games, maybe they roll with them, but if they start mm-hmm. to lose a little bit and it's kind of like a, yeah. a lost season, maybe they toss him in, but uh, yeah, yeah he, he's got a, he's got like a Josh Allen feel to me. Like he's kind of like that wild okay. card guy. And you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're new we're we're newly coming around on guys that can can salvage you know their their accuracy issues like josh allen trey lance has that very same thing but they're built yeah. very big tough to bring down mm-hmm. and, and and mobile guy so he's a guy to look for i think in carolina i would love that but sam darnold too i mean that's that's a good spot for him as well yeah josh allen absolutely shocked me this year i couldn't mm-hmm. he was horrible he was horrible yeah. Jalen Rams like this guy sucks he did suck and now he's <laughs> he's so good he's yeah. so good he never he never had a, a year high school, college pros of over 60% completion percentage until this year when he had 69, yeah. which is yeah. just mind blowing. Uh, yeah. All right. One more, one more guy here. We talked about him, Russell Wilson. If Russell yeah. Wilson gets traded somewhere, where does he go? My first thought uh, I wanted, I, I would love him in Indianapolis. I think that would just be hilarious because, you know, I have, uh, I have friends that are Seahawks fans that are just like, yeah. I mean, you know, you know how Seahawks <laughs> fans are, but just imagine oh, yes, if we, if we take Russell Wilson from them and, and go win a Super Bowl. But yeah. with this whole Ciara news, she doesn't want to go to Indianapolis. There's no, there's no way. So my, this is my, this is my trade deal. I think Wilson goes to Dallas. Dallas sends up uh, Dak Prescott, uh, and and maybe I don't know how the rest of it would work. You know, so some picks going back and forth. But Dallas has had issues with Dak Prescott. They can't get a contract figured out. I'm sure Jerry Jones loves Russell Wilson. I feel like somewhere yeah. in the back of my mind, he's talked about him before. I, I can't put a finger on it, but I think he, I think he likes him. Uh, and this would, this would solve both their issues and, and maybe help both teams out. No, it definitely would. Yeah. I, the Dallas did Dak Prescott dirty. They did him so hundred percent. Yeah. They should have, should have given him the money, broke his ankle. Now they have an excuse to not give him the money, which is awful. But 
I mean, yeah, I didn't I hadn't even thought of that, like a sign and trade kind of thing, like they do mm-hmm. in the NBA. That could be huge, but I don't know about the uh, Jerry Jones says some out of pocket things, like he really does. And with like how strong of a personality Russell Wilson is, he wouldn't, you know, kind of Dak just kind of like, you know, let's Jerry say whatever. I don't think Russell Wilson is that that kind of quarterback or that kind of man. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if uh, I don't know about that. I think um, Miami could be could be okay. a good spot for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Like there, Brian Flores is clearly a really good coach. Um, Miami's on the come up. And, you know, the South, South Florida sunshine, I'm sure the kids would love it. I know Sierra would love it. I know Russ would love it. And I think that would be a good spot for them. Miami was a good team. Uh, they kind of confused me because uh, they were winning with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And they put two in. And then he would play a game, and then he would play a game and get pulled. And I just was kind of confused with doing that quarterback situation. I don't think Tua was ready. But – I think it'd be good for Russ to go to Miami. I don't know if it'd be great for Tua to go to Seattle. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Offensive line. Yeah, but yeah, I think that could be a good spot for for Russ. Yeah, I mean they've made some magic happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Russ has made a lot of magic happen in Seattle. I don't. I'm with you. Two is not ready uh, to no. for the, for that yet. You know. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting thing. I mean, Fitzpatrick was playing well. They were winning games, and it was then they just pulled them. And like you said, that little back and forth. I mean, not only did that confused a lot of people but i feel like you destroyed his confidence a little bit to his confidence yeah. in terms of just like you know if you play bad you're gonna get pulled out we're not gonna let you see it through so it, exactly. it was yeah. it was weird it's very interesting it was very strange all right uh now another thing that we had uh we'd been looking at mel kuyper came out i think it was last week mm-hmm. or maybe two weeks ago uh talking about this qb class said he would take daniel jones over everyone except trevor lawrence now yeah. And, and in this article, it talks about how they haven't had a ton of receiving uh, targets and Saquon Barkley hasn't been healthy. And I agree with all that. I mean, I understand that. But looking at what we've seen from Daniel Jones, I see a guy who can run the ball really well, uh, is not inc- does not have incredible arm talent, struggles with accuracy at times. Um, I, I think that it's it's a nice kind of pass off to say, oh, he hasn't had good receivers and they've dropped uh, yeah. dropped a lot of balls, which is true. But also, if you, I believe if you put him in a good spot, he's not going to play well. I think year three is going to be a big year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, initial thoughts to that, knowing kind of how, how much people love this draft class this yeah. season. Yeah, I don't know. Mel Kuyper, he's wrong on a lot of stuff. But, I mean, he, I, I, Daniel Jones has impressed me. I remember there was an early game in the season against Tampa Bay where I think there was a – I think – New York should have won that game. Mm-hmm. It was a pass interference on the goal line that did not get called against yeah. uh, uh, Whitfield. And then that game against on Monday night, again, against uh, uh, Philly, where he tripped on that 80-yard run. Like, they were in positions to win that game had Evan Ingram not dropped. I think it was like a corner route. But, I, I mean, I kind of like Daniel Jones. I was surprised when I, every time I watched him how, like, decent he looked. And they have no receiving core. Mm-hmm. Like, Sterling Shepard is, a, like, a number three at best. Um, and then there's a guy that just run fades. I can't remember his name. I think it was 16. But I think Devontae Smith could help uh, Daniel Jones a lot. And then Saquon coming back, I think had Saquon played this year, the Giants make the playoffs. Like, yeah, that's fair. Down in my mind, they make the playoffs. Yeah. And so I think if you build in a good offensive line, get a, get a number one wide receiver and just make Saquon the focal point of that offense, I think Daniel Jones is good enough of a game manager to get you to, you know, 10 and 6, which is what you probably need to win the NFC East and mm-hmm. maybe make a nice little playoff run. But over these quarterbacks in this draft, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I watched I watched Zach Wilson play one game against Coastal Carolina, and he looked good. I wouldn't – he didn't look like, you know, 
a top two or three quarterback in the country, but he has a heck of an arm. Mm -hmm. uh, he's quick. And then Justin Fields um, shredded Clemson um, in the playoff. And they say he has struggles with his arm talent, but I saw him drop a 60 yard dime on the chest of Chris Olave. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to turn this game off. because This is over. <laughs> and he's tough too, but I don't know. It's, it's hard to argue against that because, you know, I can't think of a quarterback that ever come out of BYU. Um, and I know I don't know a quarterback that's coming out of Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Every guy that comes out of Ohio State ends up the same. Uh, what is it? Uh, Troy Smith back in the day, Terrell yeah. Pryor, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett. Like the list goes on and on of guys who run in this offense and then can't do it in the league. Like you'd like to think Justin Fields is different, but you never, mm -hmm. you never know. But yeah. I, don't know. I, I, I can't say that I disagree with Mel Kuyper on, on that point. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's – it's a it's a fun debate because depending on who you talk uh, who you talk to or who you listen to, some people are saying like this is the best quarterback class that we've had ever, mm -hmm. you know. And, and then there are other people that are saying like you know like Mel Kiper. It's like ah, I mean it, they're they're all right, they're good. Uh, it's it's, I mean I watched a couple of Zach Wilson games. I will say for everybody listening and, and Fred too, mm -hmm. the game I fell in love with Zach Wilson was the Boise State game. He looked like an NFL quarterback. There's them. There's a, there's a drive, the first drive coming out of the third quarter where he makes like three or four straight NFL throws and they were, and they drove down four, four plays uh, to a touchdown. And it was, it was, I was watching it. I was like, okay, all right. Like yeah. this is, this dude's legit, you know? And like you said, Justin Fields has played really well. And I think there's a lot of love for Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance, uh, he he's unpolished for sure, but if he gets put in the mm -hmm. right position, if he's allowed to grow and, and develop his game, he could be the best quarterback in this class. I mean, I know there's a lot of the hype around Trevor Lawrence and wow. I understand that because he's, you know, yeah. he's got all those intangibles and he plays like Justin Herbert a lot. And we saw mm -hmm. that Justin Herbert had an incredible amount of success. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is, uh, I think what Bucky Brooks said, Trevor Lawrence is, is Justin Herbert plus, right? So if yeah. that's what we're getting right now, then that's really good. But I mean, Trey Lance has a lot of these intangibles. Uh, I mean, I, there's a lot, a lot of work to be done still, obviously, yeah. like it, it, a lot of stuff has to go right, but there's a chance. I'm not saying it's crazy, but the fact that we can have that conversation and, and, you know, we know how good Justin Fields is, how good Zach Wilson is uh, just in terms of an intangibles point, like right now, you know, I, I understand that like as a prospect, Daniel Jones was a, a little bit raw and kind of had those issues yeah. too. But like right now, I, I think that there's, there's more talent coming from Justin Fields and Zach Wilson than there is Daniel Jones, let alone upside. Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, totally I mean, fair. Mel Kuyper's, you know, an NFL expert for reasons, he's been doing the draft yeah. for a number of years, but I mean, I, I feel like this is more of a case of him holding on to a dude and saying like, ah, oh, that's yeah. my guy. Like, you know, I was big on him. I'll, I'll stay big on him until I'm proven yeah. wrong. But I don't I, I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to say that, that he is better than the two of these, yeah. uh, you know, these two guys, let alone that's, upside. That's totally fair. I, I honestly have not. I think uh, this whole COVID did Trey Lance a disservice this year because I Absolutely. looked at his numbers from last year. And I think I watched maybe one game. He did look really good. He ran the ball a ton that game. I think it was like a playoff game. But uh, and then they had that one game. I can't think it was like against Arkansas or something yeah, like Central that. Arkansas, this year. Yeah, Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas. And he didn't. It didn't. I mean, he looked. It was a really low scoring. He looked all right. But I think had he played, you know, a six to ten game season this year, we would be hearing a lot. I would be hearing a lot more about him. But I mean. I'm all for a big, strong arm quarterback. Like that's what everybody wants. I mean, you guys had one. Yeah. And Andrew Luck, unfortunately, he decided to bow out because you know health reasons. But mm -hmm. I mean, that is like the that is the prototype now. Uh, Andrew Luck, Justin Herbert. Uh, uh, I'm drawing blanks right now. Josh <laughs> Allen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
the mm-hmm. big strong quarterbacks who can who can Dak Prescott yeah well and, Prescott, and that's the thing exactly. is like I think if this is four years ago Trey Lance is in that Dak Prescott Russell Wilson range where he falls to a mm-hmm. third and fourth round pick but teams yeah. aren't gonna teams aren't gonna let guys slip like that anymore like we're not no. looking at just uh production we're looking at traits and like you said exactly big body quarterback with a big arm and can run like that that is the mold right now in the NFL mm-hmm. so guys are going to get elevated because of that I like Desmond Ritter went back into went back to Cincinnati this year but I think if he if he declared he probably would have been a back into the first round pick because he's yeah. big body can run the ball well big arm you know so there's one guy that I have I think could be a, a sneak a good like a third like a Russell Wilson or a Dak and that's Jamie Newman okay uh, yeah ex Wake Forest guy went to George and decided to opt out because of the uncertainty around the season but I mean he looked really good at Wake uh in mm-hmm. his in his you know redshirt senior or redshirt junior year and I think he could be somebody that could that could surprise some people in training camp and maybe he can take somebody's job I think a good like laying talk to Jamie Newman would maybe be somewhere like LA because mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford I can't how old is Matthew Stafford I think he's like 33. He's pretty, he's yeah, honestly, I was surprised he was young, younger than yeah, I thought. Well, younger than I thought. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> that could be a good spot for uh, Jamie Newman to sit behind Matt Stafford for a few years and try to just learn. But yeah, he's a guy who, who's, um, I think he's about 6'2", solid, maybe 220. He's, he's got a good arm, good legs. I think he could be somebody that surprises people down the road. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was the guy that it was like, if he had played that full season in Georgia, maybe we're looking at him in a different light, you know, cause it oh, was 100%. like, it was, it was gearing up to be, you know, He's, he's now on a bigger stage. He's on a great team who's, you know, notably struggled to, to have solid quarterback play. You know, they let Justin Fields yeah. go. They let Jacob Eason go. They held on to Jake from, which, you know, you know, how, how well did that work out for him? You know, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. it's that, and, and, you know, didn't play opted out, but I think that yeah. was a big, you know, there was a, a big knock against him in mm. terms of just the draft class, but it's not over yet. You know, there's a, a lot of things that could go right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm interested. This is this is a fun a fun group of guys. Whether people that are available for trade, free agents, mm-hmm. and the draft, where we could see you know maybe ten potential starting quarterbacks move around. Whether that's you know new yeah. starting quarterbacks it's, coming it's, up through the draft or or it's guys. Look are, like the NBA in July. I know. Look like <laughs> I know. It's it's fun. This is a lot more fun this way than than everybody's mm-hmm. sticking in their place. Uh, one more thing before we go, we got to talk about. Yet again, how dysfunctional this Houston Texans organization is. Uh, yeah. Released J.J. Watt, who instantly had a ton of interest, which tells me one thing, they're dumb for releasing him. Like, why not yeah. trade him? Yeah. I, like, I, would, I could not believe that, you know, right away that it was like, well, first off, that they released him. I was like, why, you know, why do that? And then yeah. to hear all of these teams say, yeah, we want him on our team. Um, it was crazy. I mean, like you know, you said Russell Wilson was, was Seattle. JJ yeah. Watt is Houston, right? Like you think about what he did for hurricane Harvey. Like he's been that dude. And you could, you know, the argument at first was like, Oh, well, you know, he's, he's had these injury concerns, but he just played a full season last season. This is the first, I mean, first one since 2015, but stayed healthy yeah. the whole year. I mean, <laughs> man, like yet again, I mean, it's great. Cause they're in our division, you know, they can kind of implode <laughs> a little bit, but like, yeah, what are they doing? I, I don't know what's going on in Houston. Uh, a lot wrong i mean i remember uh a couple of years ago when the uh when the players you know were kneeling and stuff like that and the owner was like oh we can't run let the inmates run the asylum like did you think before you opened your mouth and said that like did you think and it's stuff like that it's clear that there's something not right i mean they they've had like what they made the playoffs like what one or two times well they made, the yeah i think they made it yeah two times with uh yeah with the sean drafted uh 
Derek, David Carr, let him get beat up for his entire time there. And it just hasn't been a good organization since they've existed, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that says a lot because J.J. Watt was Houston. He's, I mean, works hard, just was like a no-star guy coming out of high school, playing at Wisconsin. But, yeah, I think there's some there's some places that uh, that would be good for him. Um, Houston should have traded him 100%. I think he could have gotten a good amount of draft capital to help you because you didn't trade it. DeAndre, it's just a bad organization. Yeah. It's a really horrible organization. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's the one thing worse than letting DeAndre Hopkins go for what they did is letting JJ Watt go for nothing. You know, I mean, it's very interesting because they released a statement, the owner, and it was like, you know, JJ has been a great member of the community. He's been a great Houston Texan, all this stuff. You didn't have to let him go. Like that was, you know, you did not have to, to cut him. You could have held on to him or at the very least traded him, whatever. But yeah, looking at destinations, I mean, maybe there's a Watt team up in, in Pittsburgh. That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, Cam Hayward, uh, TJ Watt, JJ Watt, Stefan Tuitt. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's – But, uh, yeah, the linebackers they have, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the kid from Michigan who got ended up – he got hurt, but he was, he, was, he was flying around knocking heads off the Edmonds guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, but, uh, that's an insane defense, putting those, putting those yeah, guys I together. Think, uh, I think Pittsburgh could be a good spot. I don't I – don't, I don't know. They have, like – they. Yeah, I think it'd be, like they gave Big Ben way too much money. Yeah, so there may, there could be another team that could offer him more. But I think uh, Chicago uh, could get a, be a good place to have Khalil Mack on one side, JJ Watt on the other. Like that's stuff of nightmares for Aaron Rodgers and Jared mm-hmm. Jared Goff who hates the pass rush. Um, Green Bay could be could be a spot because they the pass rush was nowhere to be found mm-hmm. against Tom Brady. Yeah, I was I was I was appalled by how bad. Kevin King and the Packers defense were Crazy. a couple Sundays ago. Uh, Dallas could also be a good spot. They, they, I think they also have some cultural issues, um, paying the wrong guys and stuff like that. But him and Demarcus Lawrence could uh, cause some trouble. And if Shaq Barrett uh, walks in Tampa, uh, he could go to Tampa oh, my goodness. and be alongside JPP and Indomitian Sue and Vita Vey on the inside. And that could be – and then one more spot would be like Baltimore because they mm-hmm. obviously have a really solid defense. They've got – you know, Patrick McQueen, they've got uh, Calais Combo, who's getting up there in age, but is still effective. Um, that could be that could be another good landing spot for him. Yeah, I, I think I think one that would be fun, you know, if JJ wants to get a little revenge on on Houston is come up to Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, just because you know, just uh, Chiefs let Justin Houston go. We picked him up and we used him kind of as a situational pass rusher, not an every mm-hmm. down guy. And he came in yeah. and had I think like eight or ten sacks his first season, like totally oh, brought brought back his career. So I think. JJ Watt's getting to the point where he's not going to be, you know, a 90% of snaps kind of guy. But I think if you can put him in spots, I saw another landing spot would be like the Rams. Imagine JJ Watt and Aaron Donald. Gracious. That like, that's, I didn't, that's a unit I didn't right realize there. how good the Rams defense was until they mm-hmm. played. Seattle. I did not realize. I was like, they, I mean, I mean, I guess I should have, because Russell was my fantasy team and they went down there to <laughs> LA and got clamped. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be different in the playoffs. And it was the exact same, but yeah. almost worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good group. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's bottom line. A lot of crazy stuff's going to be happening over these next few months. I'm excited for it. Uh, this was a, a good way to kick it off uh, the first week with no football, first Sunday with no football till yeah. August. It's going to be a while, but uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun ride these next few months. Really busy offseason for sure. Yeah. Fred, thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast getting a yeah, chance to talk awesome. to you and we'll have you on again soon for sure. Heck yeah, for sure.